Well, good morning, Choose Life. Come on, let's give Jesus just 10 seconds of the loudest praise that you can. Come on, let's just lift Jesus up. Just 10 seconds, there we are. Just give him praise and it's an honor to be here. And I uh, just want to say I honor Pastor John. He's a good friend. He's one of the most integral, um, steadfast men of God that I know. And a good friend of my family and I count it an honor to be here. And I want you to just honor your senior pastor this morning and also Pastor Monday in her absence. Come on, you can do better than that. Come on, come on. You sit in legacy this morning, amen. You know, as I listen to you, to you worship, my, my heart jumps because I'm a worshiper. I've learned to worship the Lord from a young age. And as I, as I heard you sang, <laughs> I, I started to laugh in my heart because I, I thought to myself, you know what, you are doing something that the devil can never, ever do again. Let me just say that before I get into the message. Listen, the, Satan's name, Lucifer, that he had once means one that reflects the glory. It actually means that one that reflects the glory. Satan forgot he was a reflector and he started to believe he was a producer. That was part of his fall. And this morning, what you've done, you've reflected the glory back. You reflect the glory back to the King of Kings, to the one that sits upon the throne. <laughs> oh, you have to understand the devil loses and there's only one name. Come on, are you there? There's one name higher than any other name that dominions topple down to, principalities bow down to, rulers of the darkness bow down to, wickednesses bow down to. It's the name of Jesus. It's the highest name. It's at the name, the Bible says, at the name of Jesus. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. And I want to say to you, whether you want to do it in this life or that life, you are going to do it. We are going to worship Him and praise Him forever. Amen. And so this morning, I want to get right into the Word of the Lord. I want to speak to you about the spirit of Jezebel. And the first thing I want you to understand is that the devil is uh, very deceitful and how he operates and and so I want to identify, I, you know, there's many ways I can preach this message, but I felt the Lord say to me, I must show you the fruit of Jezebel in the lives of people. First and foremost, I want us to understand, often when we hear the word Jezebel, we think about a woman, and it's, it's not true, it's not accurate. Um, this is a spirit that we are dealing with. And when you speak about the spirit of Jezebel, you have to understand it's neither male nor female. It is a satanic spirit that comes into people and works through people to control other people the first thing i want us to hear this morning is this is that when you have the holy spirit inside of you you have self-control can i say that again when you have the holy spirit inside of you you have self-control the spirit of jezebel wants to control other people and god is not a controller of nobody though he can control everything i want to make it clear uh, it's and it's awesome to understand that because you have to understand that god makes sons he could have made slaves, but he makes sons. Why does he make sons? Because he didn't send an angel, he sent his son. Because he wants you to understand that if you are a son and a daughter of God, you have rights. You have a position in the heavens. You have, you are a legal citizen. Are you, are you there? Are you with me? And so in Revelation chapter number 2, verse number 18, the Bible says the following, and I'm going to just touch on one or two things. In Revelation 2.18, it's Jesus speaking to the angel of the church. And by the way, the angel of the church is the, the leader of that church. And he says, and to the angel of the church in Thyatira, write these things saying, the Son of God who has, has eyes like flame of fire 
and feet like fine brass. Please note that. Anybody that has feet of brass moves slowly. I know your works, your love, your service, your faith, and your patience. And as for your works, the last is more than the first. Nevertheless, have this against you because you allow that woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess, please note that, calls herself a prophetess to teach and seduce my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat things sacrificed to idols. I gave her, please note the attitude of Jesus, I gave her time to repent of her sexual immorality and she did not repent. Please understand that there's a huge difference between feeling sorry and repentance. Repentance means the word repent if you want to take notes. The word re means former. The word pent means stop. When you put the two together, it means to go back to the top by going low. So we submit to God. And I gave her to repent of her sexual immorality and she did not repent. These, I will cast her into a sick bed. Please note the condition. And those who commit adultery with her into great tribulation, unless they repent of their deeds, I will kill her children and death with death. And all the churches shall know that I am the one who searches the minds and the hearts, and I will give to each one of you according to your works. I want you to note as we start off again, I want to say that we have to know that this spirit calls itself a prophetess. And what's important to note is it is a speaking spirit. Are you there? I want you to know faith comes by hearing, hearing comes by the word of the Lord, and so does fear. Somebody needs to t teach you or say something to you that is different than what the Lord is saying to you, which will alternate the destiny we are heading towards. Are you with me? That's why when God, for example, walked into the cool of the day and he asked Adam this question, he said, Adam, where are you? And Adam said this word, he says, we were naked, we were afraid and he hid ourselves. And God asked this question, who told you? In other words, what voice did you listen to that introduced you to an alternative kingdom? Can I say that again? What voice did you listen to that introduced you to another kingdom? I want you to understand when Adam and Eve fell, they didn't fall, they switched kingdoms. Come on, guys. Another voice will introduce you to another destiny. Another destiny will introduce you to another purpose. That's why God, whenever God speaks to you, He will tell you who you are because who you are is where you're going. Let me use an example. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus comes up to the scene and he says this word, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Please know Jesus has done absolutely nothing yet the father gives him a good report. I'll say that again. You have to listen to that. The Bible says, the father says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. My beloved son. He's done no miracle, no sign, no wonder. Yet the father says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Next guy onto the scene is the devil. Why? Because the devil does not know your future unless God tells it. I'll say it again. The devil doesn't know your future. The devil is so clueless. He didn't even know where Jesus was at until the father spoke. Come on, he tried to kill all the babies zero to two. And had no idea where, where, where Jesus was at. But when the father spoke, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. The next guy onto the scene was the devil. So here's a lesson. Prophetic illumination brings demonic attention. So whenever God announces something over your life, you have to know the next thing is on the scene is a test. The test is not there to destroy you. The test is there to validate that the word of the Lord on your life is true. Oh, come on. 
And sometimes what you feel as a distance from God is not. It's God's faith in you. Let me use an example. If I have a, if I have a two-year-old, I'll hold that two-year-old by my hand. And I'll say, come walk with me. In a period of time, four years, five years old, I will stand and I'll tell the child, come walk here. Right? I've now distanced myself a little bit. Why? Because I've got faith in their walking ability. So sometimes what you and I feel is distance from God. It's not distance from God. It's His faith in you. Believing in what He has placed in you by His Spirit through His Son. Oh, hallelujah. It's not by might. It's not by power, but by the Spirit of the Lord. And so one of the greatest things that this Spirit tries to do is tries to confuse your identity. Because your identity is your destiny. Are you there? First, secondly, I want to just say this morning, you have to understand it is a spirit. Our problem are never people. The Bible says our war is not against flesh and blood. People are not your problem. Our war is against principalities, powers, wickedness of high places, and rulers of the darkness. You have an order there. Principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness, wickedness of high places. I want you to see right on top of of Satan's kingdom is principalities. The word principality is the Greek word archos. It means chief seats of power. But then you have to see that Satan is the king of his own kingdom. Are you there? Jesus calls him a prince, by the way. Why does Jesus call Satan a prince? Because he calls you kings. You are, he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He is only king of what you are king over. Oh, that's why you were made. I want to tell your neighbor, I've been made to rule and reign with God. Come on, say it like you believe it. Okay. Now, secondly, this Jezebel spirit, when it lodges into people, its game is to control people. And often what it does, it, it controls people through anger. Now, this is your husband. Don't nudge him right now. Anger over emotion and super spiritualism these people often will tell you how spiritual they are they will have 17 dreams and 15 visitations and 500 visions it's true they are very spiritual and often people that are not that spiritual and actually honest they feel intimidated by these people may i say this morning if you are in the vine john 15 you don't need to tell us We'll know. Your fruit will show us. Come on, guys. If we, if we walk out here, we will never find an apple tree saying, I'm an apple tree. You'll never hear an apple tree screaming, I'm an apple tree. No, we'll see it's an apple tree. Why? There's fruit. We don't need, you don't need to tell us you're a prophet. We don't need, you don't need to tell us you're gifted. If you are in the vine, you will bear much fruit. Simple. If you are a Christian, patience, kindness, long-suffering, love, perseverance, come on. Can we, can we remove super-spiritualism and replace it with the character of Christ? Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm a prophet, so I, I am spiritual. All of us are spiritual. But you have to understand, to see visions, to have dreams, to have visitations are normal for the Christian. Are you there? Okay. Then the second way that this spirit manifests, it always blames. Always blames other people, blames circumstances, blames events. I want you to understand something. Whatever you blame, you don't have authority over. Adam blamed Eve. Eve blamed the snake. 
Satan had no feet literally to stand on. But I want you to understand something here. This is, in, and people often miss this in scripture. By Adam accusing Eve and Eve accusing Adam, they already had the satanic nature inside of them. Because there's only one accuser of the brethren, and it's Satan. When the body of Christ accuses one another, or Christians accuse one another, you have to understand there's a spirit there. Because God never accuses, He convicts you. It is His goodness that leads you home. Come on, we just sang it. It is His goodness, not His wrath. His wrath was taken up in the sun. It is His goodness that leads you home. It's Abba Father, Papa Papa in the original Hebrew. He wants you to know that He's good and He's in a good mood. Come on, guys. But whatever we blame, and often people come, they say, but my circumstances, my this, my that. No, you have a power inside of you. His name is the Holy Spirit. And this power that is inside of you will make all things overcome because you are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. And the last time I checked, you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Come on, is there somebody here that's with me? No height, no depth, no angel, no demon, no principality, no power can separate you from the love of God come on you're a conqueror you have the spirit of the Lord living inside of you it makes you an agent of change it makes you an ambassador of the kingdom of God you can shift all things if you believe third thing that the spirit likes to do it likes to usurp power it wants to be seen it wants to have a mic it wants recognition. If this spirit doesn't get recognition, and the problem is why the spirit wants recognition, is because they get affirmation out of what they do. They don't get affirmation of who they are. It's a big difference. I am a son. I don't need to prove I'm a son. How do I know I am a son? Well, I've been born right. Come on, guys. Are you there? You and I that are sitting here this morning, you've been born right. And because you've been born right, you don't need to prove to us that you're a son and a daughter. No, you have royalty running in your blood. You've been born right. Somebody needs to teach you to act wrong. I'll say it again. You'll never find my daughter, will never stand in front of the fridge, my seven-year-old. She'll never stand in front of the fridge and say, I pray that there's milk in the name of Jesus. No, she'll open up that fridge and say, where's the milk? Why? Her identity told her that there is stuff inside of there that she didn't pay for, but it belongs to her. Why? She's been born right. Oh, hallelujah. Why am I saying this? Because I'm saying to you, That freedom is your portion. Wealth is your portion. Health is your portion. You've been born right. Hallelujah. Let's tell the devil to back off. By the way, you can never say the devil is God's enemy. No, the devil has been fired by God. He's a fired angel. He doesn't have a job. He's our enemy. And the last time I checked, he mustn't be in your head. He must be under your feet. Come on, choose life. Give Jesus some praise. Fourthly, what the Spirit will do, the Spirit will seduce you. It will seduce you, and if it can't seduce you, it will try to wear you out. It's a nagging spirit. It nags. Don't look at any person right now, but it's a nagger. 
it, it drains the living daylights out of you. You know what I'm talking about. We've been in church, I've been in church all my life. You know the people that they come to and you want to walk the other way. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, come on, tell, say yes. You know exactly what I'm talking about. The trainers, you want to leave those people. Why? They suck life out of you. It's a spirit. Are you there? Now the next time you see those people, don't run away. Confront that devil. Say, it's time for you to be free. Come on, guys. We love people with truth. So I want us to understand this. Because the Bible says this, this spirit is a flattering spirit. It will tell you how awesome you are. I've seen the spirit flatter people. And the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, by the way, that flattery is like adultery. Because what the spirit does, it flatters you. I've seen this of men in authority. Where women get placed next to them and the spirit will start to flatter them. Speak to the ego. I've seen husbands, how the spirit speaks to them. Flattery. Even to the women, flattery. What does it do? It's trying to seduce what? It wants to take power. But it's slow. It's a slow-moving spirit. Why? Why does it attack authority figures so heavily? Why does it attack marriage so, heavily, so vehemently? Because your marriage looks like the Trinity. If you have a husband and you have a wife and you put the Spirit of the Lord in the between of them, you have the representation of the Trinity on the earth. Whatever is in heaven should be upon the earth. So the reason why your marriage is sometimes under attack is because you represent God. You look like Him. Come on guys, are you with me? I want you gentlemen that are here this morning, you have to shut down the voices of flattery. Ladies that are here, shut down the voices of flattery. Shut it out in your life because it will take your future. It's true what I'm saying. I've seen the Spirit flatter people out of their positions of authority into a place. And then what happens is that they, their lives start to get destroyed. And then they want to come back. And then it's too late. The kids are messed up. Homes are messed up. Listen, revival looks like family. It's right. If you take your whole Old Testament, you'll find... The whole Old Testament speaks about family. The whole New Testament speaks about kingdom. If you put them together, it says this, that the whole Bible is a family that has a message, the kingdom. Come on. Then one way, uh, one, of the, one of the most terrible, terrible ways that this spirit functions and operates and does, it causes fear in people's lives. It makes people erratic in their thinking, erratic in their behavior. Thoughts of anxiety comes in. And in a day like today, 2023, what do we do with anxiety? We label it. We call it HDHD and we call it a lot of stuff. And uh, as, as we do so, what happens is very, very simply is that we, we start to label it. And I want you to understand this morning, you have not received the spirit of fear, but what of love, power, and a sound mind. The word sound mind in the Greek is the word symphoneo. It means to make a sound that's in accordance of heaven's sound. Come on, are you there? And so, but this thing causes fear. In Elijah's life, in the book of 1 Kings 19, you'll see it. It caused fear, so much fear that Elijah ran for his life. The mighty man of God ran for his life because somebody spoke. I want you to understand that this spirit is suggestive. It speaks to you. Are you there? By words alone, Goliath silenced all the armies of Israel. He didn't even pull a sword. He just spoke. All of the armies of Israel were quiet, guys. Are you there? 
until on the 39th day, the 40th day, the Bible says the 40th day, a young man showed up filled with the Holy Spirit. The anointing came onto the scene. And the anointing watched the speaking spirit and said, who do you think you are? You uncircumcised, let me reword, your uncovenantal spirit. Who are you to speak against us? This day I'll take your head by your sword. Come on, David was, was defiant. David is a topology for us because 39 days of mockery, 40th day, David shows up. 39 books in your Old Testament, the 40th day, Jesus shows up. Ah, oh, come on. Then what the Spirit does, the Spirit isolates you. Come on, it isolates you. It draws you to itself. It wants to lure you in. It draws you. I want you to note, isolation is desolation. Isolation is desolation. The kingdom language is us. Satanic language is I, me, my. When you hear people talk like that, you have to know there's a spirit. Because God, Jesus Christ, did not come to be served. He came to serve. Come on. Save me us. God wants to restore the us. But what this devil does, it puts people into isolation. And then it tells people that independence is okay. I want you to know that independence is never okay. The Bible says we've been made interdependent of one another. Each member a part of one another. God made everything in relationship with him. Even Satan, when he was created, he was called son of the morning star. God makes anything and everything in relationship with him. And what the devil does and what the spirit does, it brings people into isolation. I want to tell you, if you go into isolation, the next thing that will be knocking on your door is depression. When depression knocks on your door, anxiety will follow. When that thing follows on you, suddenly you will have devils on you. and You don't even know what's gone wrong. Very simple. You've been seduced into a place of isolation. And this devil will tell you that you are okay by yourself. I'm telling you, you are never okay by yourself. That's why we have to fight for the assembly of believers. That's why the Bible says in Hebrews 10, 25, and excuse my passion, but that's why the Bible says never forsake the assembly of believers. Fight for your brothers. Fight to be the together. Why? Jesus could have done this life by himself, but he chose to do it with 12 people. So the son of God, Moralet, oh, come on. No, fight, fight. Say, so I will not separate myself because he that separates himself seeks his own desire, the Bible says. I say it again. He that separates himself seeks his own desire. If you separate yourself and say that's God, you're lying. It's not God, it's you. He that separates himself seeks his own desire. I've never seen Jesus do things ever, 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 ever with an eye mentality. He says, I did not come to represent myself. I came to represent my father. I came to represent the one that has sent me. Jesus, everything he does is in relationship with his father. Who are we to say we have any other model? Come on, guys. Are you there? Fight, again I say, for family. Fight for brethren. Fight for one another. Then what the Spirit does, two more things. The Spirit brings exhaustion to you. It exhausts you like of Elijah. Elijah was alone. He sat under the tree. He was like, oh, God, I just want to die. And God literally needed to send him an angel and say, Elijah, what, what's going on with you? And he gave him, uh, according to 1 Kings chapter number 19, he gave him bread to eat to strengthen him. Because Elijah felt alone, he felt depressed, he felt exhausted. I've often seen when people have, have, have had loss in their lives, the spirit in, enters in. 
and Satan validates. He says, it's okay to feel alone. Listen, it's okay to mourn, but it's not okay to stay labeled. It's okay to mourn. It's okay to go through traumatic experience, but you cannot be labeled. Come on. You say, what do you mean? What do you mean, Gevard? Good question. Let me answer. Sickness is something I'm experiencing. I am not sick. I have lost a dad. That doesn't make me an orphan. I've lost a mom. I don't know. My, my parents are not even on the planet. They're with the Lord. That doesn't make me an orphan. Because he's a father to the fatherless. I go through divorce. I'm not a divorcee. That's a label. No, you have experienced that. Go through it. Birth new life again. Come on, guys. Don't stop at places where Satan wants to label you and wants you to park your life there. And say, this is not who you are. No, it's not who you are. It's what I've experienced, but it's not who I am. It's part of the story, but it's not who I am. Oh, come on. You have to say, I refuse to be labeled. Because when you take that, when you take that label, that thing takes authority. It's true what I'm saying. You can say, Gebhard, how do, I, how do I get free? It's simple. Recognize that it's Satan. Recognize that you are a son and not a hireling. Recognize that the spirit that is inside of you wants to have full control. But he's like a dove. He will not force himself. How do you live with a dove on your shoulder? It's easy. You live with the dove in mind. The Holy Spirit is a jealous spirit. He's jealous of your affection. He's jealous. Let me push it just two places. The Bible says in Acts chapter number 10, verse number 38. I want to show you this and then I'm going to pray for you. In, in Acts chapter number 10, 38, the Bible says how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth, who went about healing good, who went about healing good and healing all. Please note that all that were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. That word oppressed there, if you want to ever write something down, you can write that word down. It's the Greek word kata dunastio. Kata means to push down, to force down. Dunastio comes from the root, root word dunamas. And if you put the two words together, it means this, to live a life less than your potential. Jesus came to unloose the ties of people that live life less than their potential. As you sit here this morning, I want to challenge you. If you are living a life less than your potential, then today is the day of freedom and deliverance. Today is the day. Come on, let me take territory back. You say, no, the books need to be written. The stories need to be told. The jobs need to be started. The businesses need to be started. Today is the day because that's what Jesus came to do. Come on, guys. Jesus could have, God could have sent an angel, but he didn't. He sent his son. Why? So that we can break the spirit that wants to control us. Last thought I, I want to give you tonight, this, uh, this morning. And I, I please, I, I want you to listen to me carefully. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of the Lord. Please note this. Faith comes by hearing. Present tense. Because Afrikaans, my first responded. Present tense. 
Faith comes by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of the Lord. It's not what he said yesterday. What is he saying today? My words are spirit and they are life. Are you there? And this morning I want to take back because this is the last symptom that this spirit does. This spirit takes away your imagination. It makes you stop thinking and dreaming for the future. Now, why is your imagination so important? I'll give you two scriptural, um, scriptural references for why your imagination is so important. Because the Bible says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth, and the Spirit of the Lord hovered over the face of the deep. That word hovered there is the word imagination. God the Father was imagining how He's going to make this world. Oh, hallelujah. He was imagining it. He was seeing it. He was thinking about it. The Spirit of the Lord was hovering over it, and it was the Son that spoke, light be. Are you there? Do you see the Trinity? Now let's go there. I want to show you just how powerful your imagination is. A man, a man comes to Jesus. He's blind by birth, right? Jesus comes and Jesus says, listen, I'm going to... He comes next to Jesus and as he comes next to Jesus. The scripture tells us, very, very simple, that Jesus spits on the, spits on the ground. He makes saliva. He puts it on the man's eyes. And he says, go to the pool of Siloam to go and wash and to see, right? But please note, I wanted to say two things here. According to Jewish, Jewish history, what you'll find very interesting is that somebody that was blind, according to Deuteronomy chapter number 28, was counted accursed by God. So wherever this man would have walked in Jewish culture, he would have heard people spit at him. Because it was the people agreeing with God that is cursed. And it wasn't that nice, but it's this winter spit, you know. You know, I don't need to color that in. <laughs> okay, so Jesus, they come to Jesus. Here's the, here's the shift I want you to see. All of his life, he's hurt, he's cursed. Now he comes to the master. Say, Jesus, yeah, Jesus does exactly the same as everybody else. He goes, he spits. He says, I agree with the law, but I did not come to condemn. I am greater than the law. Listen to me. He, he goes, the, the maker goes. He makes the claim. My pants are too tight. I can't go lower. He makes, he makes the claim. You know, <laughs> I tried it the other day. I was at another place. I was like, I was down. I was like, dear Jesus, how am I going to get up again? Um, anyway, so Jesus spits on the ground because he's greater than the Lord. Oh, yeah, listen. Listen, I pray you listen now. Spirit. Lord says, to, the Holy Spirit says, or, or Jesus says to the man, he washes, puts, he's put the clay on. He says, go to the pool of Siloam, go and wash so that you may see. Question, how does a blind man know how the pool of Siloam looks like? He has never been there. 
You do not walk by sight. You walk by faith. Oh, he saw his healing. Oh, hallelujah. Come out, choose life. He saw his deliverance before he stepped into his deliverance. Oh, and I'm here to announce to you this morning that Jesus is delivering people and setting you free as if it never happened. Because He's greater than the curse. He's greater than the law. He's greater than the works of Satan, I'm telling you. He is more powerful. He's more majestic. He's more wonderful. He's omniscient. He's omnipotent. And He is my God. And more than that, He is my Father. Oh, hallelujah. And so boldness can come in our lives today and say, Devil, it's time to shut your mouth. Last thing. Are you there? Are you there? Choose life. Listen, I feel like family. I almost call you in power now. The spirit is so clever. It hides of emotions in people. Controls you subtly through emotions. And if it doesn't get its way, it turns on your anger. Everything is about control. Today, you must decide. I'm taking control back. Because the Holy Spirit doesn't control you. He leads you. Those that are led by the Spirit of God. They are sons of God. Last scripture, Proverbs 6. Eventually, Elijah doesn't deal with the Spirit. Yes, Lord, now let me stay obedient. For God to get Elijah out of his bondage, listen to me. He has to introduce Elijah back to his identity. God comes to Elijah, the storm comes, the rain comes, all of these things comes. Yet the voice of God doesn't come, right? Are you with me? And Elijah goes and he wraps himself in his mantle. Please listen to me. He wraps himself in his mantle. And then suddenly, still small voice comes what is that it's the prophet that is wrapping himself in his identity because his cloak is his identity and then the voice comes and he gets free again the point is that i want to say to you this morning very very simple is that you have to return to the voice of god in your life if you return to the voice of god in your life you will return to identity in God in your life. And all other fake voices will break off. Come on, give Jesus some praise. There we are. Come on, give Jesus a proper, 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 proper praise. Proper praise. Come on. And I'll, I'll close with this. I'm going to pray for you. Proverbs 6. Bible says, Jehu eventually deals, deals with this. Jezebel gets thrown out. And the Bible says in Proverbs 6, these things the Lord hates. Yes, seven, seven are abomination to him. A proud look, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, and feet that are swift running to evil. You can say, what does that have to do with Jezebel? Very simple. When Jehu... When that lady fell out of that window 
she fell at the ground. The dogs ate everything except the head, except the hands, and except the feet. Why? It's the stuff God hates. He hates a, a mind that is filled with a proud look and a lying tongue. He hates hands that shed innocent blood. And he hates hearts that devises wicked plans. And he hates feet that are swift to running to evil. I want to encourage you this morning. Christians, listen to me. I'll close with this sentence. Your job. And maybe I can tell you a story as I close that you can relate. Your job is not to expose. Your job is to cover in love. But your job is never to agree with the devil. You love the person. You never love the sin. Come on. Are you there? And so what does the Lord want to do today? The Lord wants to break this voice over you. And if it's been the the voice in in your spouse, then we break it. It's been a voice in an authority figure, we break it. If it's been a voice in somebody in your life, we break it. But in this day, it breaks. So that you can hear the voice of God again. Because my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. So I want to introduce you back to the voice of the Lord this morning. That you can get your identity back. And when you get your identity back, you must ask God, God, if I have my identity, what is my destiny? If I have my destiny, then what is my inheritance? What is mine? Come on, are you there? It's the good question to ask. It is the proper question to ask. And I feel so strong this morning in my heart to say to you that you must be able, you must be able, I'm going to ask us to respond now, you must be able to chuck off all other voices because they'll introduce you to another kingdom. I'll tell you a testimony out of my own life. I stood next to my mom's bed. We fought for her for 27 days. We saw miracle upon miracle upon miracle. Jesus healed her. Like, not completely, but he gave her organs back. He healed. Supernatural stuff. Then on the Monday morning, the Lord spoke to me and the Lord said, Mom's coming home. I said, but we fought. How does this work? He says, what you don't understand, I want you to trust. So as I sat next to her bed, she's going in the glory, we're worshiping Jesus as she does that. The devil comes, he asks me a question. Do you believe in this God that heals? Question. Because it's a real experience. I said, most definitely. Because if I give him a gap, I'm losing. Then I'm going to be labeled by a deaf. And we don't lose in death or life. You sang it. Death, where is your sting? Death, where is your power? Jesus dealt with it. Seven months later, I sat next to my dad's bed. The devil comes, he asks me a question. Do you believe in this Jesus that heals? Because it doesn't look like it. Why is he not healed? Question. Answer. I trust in the Lord of all of my heart. I lean not unto my own understanding. 
Why am I telling you my, just a, a short snippet? Because you have to have an authority based upon the word of the Lord. That when the voice of Satan comes, that you can rebu rebuke that voice and say, No, God has said. The word of the Lord has declared. And I'm here to tell you finally this morning that the businesses that you should start, start the businesses. The marriages that should be whole, let's get it whole. The children that need to thrive, let them thrive. But let's get the voice of Satan out of our marriages, out of our businesses, out of our futures. Why? Because greater is He that is with me than He that is in the world. Come on, choose life. Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, shout hallelujah. Come on, one more time, a loud hallelujah. Come on, there's freedom in your hallelujah this morning. I'm going to count to three. Can we stand just for a moment, everybody? Just for a moment, I want to count to three and I want you to shout hallelujah. The word hallelujah means, halal means praise. The word yah means Yahweh. So when you shout hallelujah, it means praise Yahweh. Praise the covenant keeping God. Are you ready? Let's let the devil know he's lost territory this morning. Come on, let's let that fire angel know he's lost a lot of territory this morning. Are you ready to choose life? One. Come on, I want you to think. I want you to think when you're going to shout down, the walls are coming down. Jesus wants to do it. Are you there? One, two, three. Come on. Yes. Now give Jesus a loud praise offering. Come on, give Jesus a massive praise offering. Yes! Here we are, why don't you lift your hands to the one that sits upon the throne. I hear him speak to me and he says this, that greater is coming. And I announce to you today, choose life, that greater is coming. Strengthen your cords. Break open wide open spaces. Fire the Spirit of the Lord declare to me in this day that I've strengthened your cords. Yes, I have. I've strengthened that that I've promised you. I've lengthened your cords, says the Lord. I've lengthened the place of your dwelling. I've increased the space of your territory. And I will deal with your enemies, says the Spirit of the Lord. I have not forgotten the promises that I've given you. I've not forget the promises that I've made to the ones that were before you. I am the faithful witness and I'm the same yesterday, today and forevermore. I will not forget you, nor the works that you've done in former years. And so I say to you, it will be like a light in a city, like a light beam in a house, like a light shining in the darkness have I chosen this church. And so you will see an influence even in government, says the Spirit of the Lord. And I will give you places of influence. And even in this place, there will be an increase of my power and my might. And be ready, says the Lord, for you'll praise me on a Sunday and it will overflow to a Monday. And you'll praise me on a Tuesday and you'll praise me on a Wednesday. And there will be a revival that will break out in this place. And sons and daughters will come from afar. For I see many flags in the Spirit. And I hear the Lord say, they'll come from afar to drink from the fountain of life. That's called choose life. For I declare to you, says the Spirit of the Lord, it will not be my might, not my power, 
but will be by my spirit. It will be like a fresh wine on the weary lands. And that's what people have called the wilderness. I call a fruitful place once again. And a fruitful place will become a forest. But know it in this day that I strengthen you. Yes, I have. For I am the generational God. I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of Jacob. As I was the God of Pastor Ed, so I am the God of Pastor John. And I'm the God of the sons of Pastor John. And so my legacy will run with you. And my spirit will rest upon you. And what you couldn't do before, choose life, you'll start to do now. If I hear the Lord say to me, I give you unusual grace, unusual favor, uncommon favor. We haven't had it before. I give it to you because I delight in you, says the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give Jesus some praise. Oh. Oh, just give Jesus, come on. Just give Jesus some praise. Just give Jesus. Oh. Tell your neighbor, he's in love with me. Come on, tell your other neighbor. One that's a bit stiff, say, he's in love with me. He's in love with me. Yes, he is. I want you to take this finally. Final thought. From this day, say to yourself, I am the one Jesus loves. As Pastor John comes, I want to encourage you this morning. Some of my books are there. I want you to get this book, Fear Must Fall. This book, his voice will reveal to you the prophetic that is inside of you. And lastly, this book, Unlocking Destiny, is very much what I spoke about this morning. It will really help people tap in the full potential that you are in Christ Jesus. Choose life. It's been an honor. It's been a privilege. Thank you.